is film like milk. Yes. It's got culture in it. And it's. Mm, damn it. Leche. <laughs> Whole milk. Skim milk. Medium milk. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk Could me? Could you milk me? Hi, and welcome back to Age Like Milk, the podcast where we decide if a movie has gone bad in the mind fridge of your mind. I am one of your hosts, Paris Hibbert Taylor, and with me in this cauldron of life is my good friend, David William Rogers. Hello. I'll have your guts for goddess, girl. What's happening? <laughs> not much. Uh, through the magic of uh, pre-recording, uh, you did not know, audience, but I was actually away. So this is our first time recording in a hot second, but you didn't know because it was totally seamless and, you know, we kept the home fires burning. But it's good to be back in LA. Good to see you, even though we yeah. are over Zoom. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited to jump in. I love that it's still Halloween-y. Mm-hmm. And to talk about this movie, which is David. This movie is Hocus Pocus 1993, directed by Kenny Ortega. Writing credits go to David Krishner, Matt Garris, and Neil Cuthbert. Great last name. Yeah. Stars uh, Bette Mittler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimy. I looked up how to pronounce her name multiple times today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's got some young actors that, you know, had some careers later in their adulthood, and some of them are still working, I saw today. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's a, it's a fun one. Excited to dive into it with you. Um, so Kenny Ortega, I recognized his name right away because I am perpetually online and he um, did this Netflix show, Something in the Phantoms. Did you watch that Netflix show, The no. Little Kids? I don't think okay. I heard of that. Um, here, let me look it up real quick. I was also looking up Neil Cuthbert because I was like, yeah, his name also sounds familiar. He wrote The Adventures of Pluto Nash with Eddie Murphy, which is a great film, which we should totally mm. do. Mystery Men, also hilariously great film. Um, and then a couple of other random things in the 80s. But I just thought that the fact that he wrote this, when I saw the other titles of the things that he wrote, I was like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. He kind of loves yeah. like the campy... Uh, whatchamacallit, like offbeat humor. And I saw uh, Kenny Ortega also did High School Musical. Yes. So the one I was thinking of is, where is it? Julie and the Phantoms on Netflix. So it only got one season. It was kind of a cute like YA show. Um, And for some reason, I started following him on Instagram. So I feel Mm -hmm. like I have been intimately involved in his life because I he just pops up on my Instagram feed. And so when I saw his name, I immediately was like, oh, I know who that is. Um, (laughs) from this silly Netflix show that I liked, which had, you know, just cute. It was basically like the premise was like these three boys from the nineties that are in a band, like die. And then they are somehow resummoned. And this girl has like, you know, anxiety about performing, but she's also a really good singer. So they kind of help her. Um, uh, I think you've told me about this yeah, show it was before. Cute. Yeah. Yeah. I think, it's, it's weird with shows like that. Cause you find something you like yeah, and, and then, then like, it kind of goes no away. Season. Yeah. yeah. Because maybe nobody like caught wind of it mm-hmm. um, in time for it to get renewed. Uh, but yeah, that's a shame that it only got well, one season. We experienced that with Daybreak, which was I, the which show. I love that show. Yeah. That was the show I was working for the producer of that. And again, like it's kind of comes back to this conversation that we've had in the past about streamers. It's like, you know, back in the day, 
shows had breathing room where yes, the audience kind of caught on. Maybe there was a bit less shows. And now if you don't have a hit within the first like two, three episodes, like you're in danger of not getting renewed. Yeah, which is wild. So basically then streamers caught up to like a network show, right? Mm-hmm. Cause your network shows used to be like, all right, what are the Nielsen, Nielsen ratings? ratings? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We, nobody watched this first week or second week. Yeah. We're probably not going to green list for, for a next season because nobody's watching it. We're not getting the eyeballs. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's interesting. It's hard with those YA shows too. Like, uh, the kids grow up so fast. You know, mm-hmm. we talked about that in a couple of movies that we did. Um, the Ben Stiller one that takes place in the camp, you know, like it's so oh, obvious yeah, yeah. when they go and do reshoots because the kids look <laughs> so different. They grew half a foot. Yeah. yeah. It's like Stranger so, Things. They probably had that Stranger issue. Stranger Things. They probably had to yeah. like, that's probably honestly why they did so many seasons close together because those kids were growing up so fast. Shot so. a bunch of them right away. Knowing, <laughs> yeah. how, knowing how popular it was. Yeah, I reckon. So mm. anyway, back to this movie. So Kenny Ortega, <laughs> Yes, great writing credits, incredible Mm -hmm. sort of ensemble cast. And you mentioned that a lot of these actors did a lot of things, but also it was interesting to see that some of the actors didn't really do a lot of things. You mean after the fact? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, what's his name? Uh, The Binks guy. The Binks one, I think he's still working on CIS or something like that. I might have got them mixed up, but uh, Max, I think I looked and he didn't really have many film credits. It's just like the 90s and 80s, unless I'm mistaken. I'm pulling up his IMDb right now. For for Max, I saw that they really were, they wanted um, Leo for it. Leonardo DiCaprio. Like he never really got involved, but... um, uh, I think one of the people involved with this movie met, like got to meet with them mm. and they're like I know I can't get you but I just want to like meet with you they did and he's like nah. is there any way we can get him but he went on and he did Gilbert Grape Gilbert Grape I saw yeah. that yeah bad timing and also but it didn't really hurt his career so I think oh, he's okay like probably launched him that was a great role <laughs> <laughs> and you're saying this didn't launch I don't know oh, <laughs> but first of all I just want to say I got this Witch's brew back oh, into Dang. I was actually going to drink, and then I realized that I'm going to be drinking a lot over the next few months, so I was I, like, I'll chill. I'm warming up the liver. I was off. Oh. I've been off it for a little bit. So Nice. I have not yeah. been off it. In France, I was drinking <laughs> a shitload of wine. It's like every single day. That's, that's a lifestyle, a, yeah. right? Yes. But anyway, so let's talk about this movie. <laughs> We're long in the tooth. I don't yeah. know whose turn it is to do the synopsis. I forget. Mine. Do you want to shoot for it? I'll do it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to be honest. I only saw this movie for the very first time last year, which is crazy because I think for Americans, it's a very cult classic, would you say? Mm-hmm. I yeah. hadn't seen it till last week. Oh, my God. And then you saw yeah. the new one, too. Mm-hmm. Which I Hoc- also watched Hoc- the new one. Too hocus, too pocus. <laughs> Hocusy, pocusier, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So we're talking about the 1993 version. And this is a movie about three sisters who are witches. Uh, we open in Salem and they lure a child into their home uh, to suck her life uh, essence because that's how they stay young and live forever. Um, her, the, the young girl who's being, you know, lured her brother Thackeray Binks um, chases her into the woods the forbidden woods and is unfortunately not able to save her he has turned into a cat she kind of dissolves the witches become young again they suck up this life force but then the villagers come and um, execute them they get hanged but they cast a spell at the last minute that says 
if someone was to light this black candle, they could be resurrected. And we cut to 300 years later, so 1993, which feels like two days ago, but was actually like yeah, 30 time. something years ago, <laughs> um, 20 something years ago. So uh, anyway, then this new, we cut to 1993, this like totally tubular uh, California guy is, has moved to Salem, <laughs> Massachusetts with his family, uh, like unhappily. And he has a young sister too. And basically he convinces the hot girl in his class to take him to this house on Halloween night. They light the candle, shouldn't have done it, which has come back. Mayhem ensues. They basically try to lure all the children to the forest. They make the parents dance until they supposedly die. And essentially the kids who have like resurrected these witches have until the candle goes out or until the sun comes up, um, yeah. which seems to kind of coincide. Like the, the sun, time. the sun kind of like puts the candle out yeah. basically. Yeah. Because yeah. they, they can't um, and blow it Unless up. if they're able to kill a child and suck up, up their soul, then they can, you know, they get to stay or whatever. But they live forever if they eat enough kids. I think Live that forever. was what their goal, yeah. Yeah, but um, thankfully they are exploded. We get to meet some <laughs> fun characters along the way, including a creepy bus driver who's like, you can ride for free, darling. And yeah. also a Billy the Butcher. Is that his name? Billy the Butcher. Billy the butcher oh uh, the uh yeah the zombie yep the zombie mm -hmm. guy who freaked me out because you know how shitty i am at scary movies i definitely got scared the first time i watched it but he's actually kind of a nice zombie so yeah he is he's a good one and they, they want him to be like a handsome zombie headless billy butcherson sorry not yeah. billy the butcher is the guy from the boys whoops <laughs> same name same same thing you know he's also no, different but anyway so that's the synopsis and uh it's interesting to discuss this film now because obviously the new hocus pocus is out mm -hmm. and i think it's a it's similar to the episode we did on the witches where we have the older version and the newer version it's interesting to see the directorial changes they made including diversity because in the first one there is none no what people of color living in Salem, Massachusetts in the 1990s. There's a few at the party and that's it. Yeah, but you know, nobody's talking. Nobody has no, like lines. No words. No words. No real camera no, presence. No, no characters. Alone. What's yeah. interesting in the new one, just to jump around for a second, is that um, one of the characters was like, I was there that night. You were resurrected mm -hmm. and it's um, the guy Did you like how Creep. they did that? How they tied it all in? Yes. I thought it, it was done pretty creatively. I, I did like that and it's a, it's yeah. a man of color. It's Sam, I forget his name, but he's the guy from He's in Deep. a ton of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he's hilarious. And uh, yeah, so no diversity in 1993. And, you know, honestly, I was watching this film and I was like, I wonder if it's so popular because there isn't too much controversial. And I think it's just kind of like in terms of a Halloween movie, it's kind of charming, I want to say. It is, but there's a couple things that did stick out to me. Hit me. Um, I mean, like the virgin thing wasn't yeah. that big of a deal. Well, you should explain right? that. For I, those I'm just that saying, like, seen. so the for the the spell to work, a virgin had to light the candle for them to come back, right? So I thought it was kind of funny how they did it, um, how they played it up. But like they're talking about her yabos. Um, and she's laughing. That's true. His her boobs. Yeah, they're talking about her boobs, and the little the the sisters like, yeah, he loves your yabos, and he's just sitting there like, ugh. So like for a Disney <laughs> movie, it was kind of interesting. And then there's like another shot of her, and he, like in a sweater, and the way they angle the camera, she's just like poking her chest out. Yeah, it's really like they're 
everything she's in is like look at her chest right and she's a high schooler yeah so yeah. that was kind of like for, as for a disney movie it was kind of like Ooh. yeah no that was off and i think i think i totally forgot about that because i was thinking about the new one versus the old one but yeah there's a couple comments like that the virgin thing in the new one they kind of make fun of it where uh, it's I have the cast yeah, like he, here. he couldn't light the candle because yeah, he's Sam like, Richardson huh. is the guy a, and he yeah. plays Gilbert in the new movie and uh, he's like yeah I couldn't light it and they're like why and he goes <laughs> he like well, shrugs yeah, like, um, you know <laughs> yeah. um, so that was funny and strange mm. and also I don't want to think about high school kids as virginity status Banging. yeah it's not for me dog <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yes yeah, so that's true it, the first one 1993 it's a little bit sexualizing mm-hmm. um, and it's a little bit I guess if we're going to dive into it it's a little bit that character is very much like the damsel in distress you know even though she knows so much more about Salem and stuff it ends up being uh, Max who like ends up saving her. Allison, I think is the love interest name, right? Played by Vanessa Shaw. Yeah. She, I mean, she comes up with like the idea for the, um, daylight savings time. Mm -hmm. Cause yeah, she's got like all the, like you said, all the Intel and all the history, but it's still like, Oh, and even there was a scene where they're, so they basically resurrect the Sanderson sisters and then they're running away from them and they find this policeman on the street and they're like, help. But the, the two girls kind of push him forward to do the talking. And it's such a small thing, but I was like, why does he have to be the one doing the talking? Like, yeah, yeah. Cause she definitely, she's a very <laughs> confident young lady that yeah. could do it herself to that yeah. fake cop. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the bullying in 1993 version. Those two fucking bulliers were dorks. Like, I couldn't get <laughs> I over how cheesy they were. Like, Eric both of them, Ernie especially the blonde Ice, kid. Yeah. Played by Larry Bagby. Um, no, was it Jay? So cheesy. The, so like the, cheesy. The stuff they were making fun of him for, like, being from California, tubular and stuff like that. Yeah, and, oh, Hollywood. And, and then, then he's like, hey, the ding dong ditch and oh my god everything's so scary when they're making fun of the little girl yeah and then yeah when they're trick-or-treating just Steal- like stealing the candy and stuff yeah i said this when i was watching the movie to uh, watch it with libby and um like if my son came home without a black eye and his shoes gone i would be upset He'd if he be came grounded. home with no black eye Exactly. Like you didn't stick up for yourself. You just let these these guys take your shoes without getting into it. I'd be I'd be a little upset. I think that's what did Libby say when you said that? I think she just laughed. I mean, I don't know. I was just like, how does this kid just give up his shoes and not stick stick up for himself? Whereas, like, I guess maybe this is a guy girl thing. Like, I would never think to physically fight somebody. I mean, girls just are like vicious. you're not getting my shoes. That's what I'm saying. Like, is it, at least scruffle a little bit. Like, no, I'm gonna keep moving. I'm riding my bike this way. Yeah, I get, mean, he could have easily away gotten away. Me. Yeah, like, didn't even try. Just gave up his shoes. Like, that's kind of. I feel like I had things like taken in in high school and middle school. I moved schools a lot. I was bullied quite a bit, and. I don't know. Sometimes I think as a kid, you're just kind of like, oh, fuck it, you know, but. Yeah, but that's how bullies learn. Like I got my ass kicked multiple times just for being a black kid at school, you know, getting called the N word. But I'd fight kids twice my size, get my ass kicked. But I ha- I like respected myself, you know what I mean? Like the next yeah. day. 
off topic. I'm well, just no, saying no, I was I think, a little frustrated. I think you're talking about something right. Like I've had this discussion with my bosses who are guys that are like, you should, you know, have talked about like uncomfortable work situations I've been in. And they're like, oh, I would have said this, this, and this. And it's like, yes, but I think it's also a personality thing. Like I think you, this kid was kind of like, you could tell he kind of wanted to be liked, not necessarily by them, but he was New. You know, He's only weak new. there. Yeah. So, but yeah, the, the bullies were trash. Like <laughs> also the acting, I hate to shit on anyone in any part of the business, but the acting was, these two kids were not, were they the really the strongest actors they could find for these for the two bullies? roles? Yeah. I My feel God. Like you could have got somebody was off that, you know, couple <laughs> weeks maybe in between they like, projects. Maybe they were like producers' <laughs> kids or something. Yeah, let's throw you in there. Shape yeah. ice on the back end. Oh, this is one thing. I don't, still don't know if it upsets me. And I watched it again today. So he's taking his little sister trick or treating. And his dad's like, Oh, what are you? And he's got glasses and a hat on. He's like, I'm a rap singer. And the dad turns his hat sideways. Mm-hmm. And part of me was like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like just the stereotype. Is that, that like, like being a, like, like, a, like a black rapper? Exactly. So I'm trying to figure out, I'm like towing and the line. Like, is it? Is I it read, not? I, I don't know how I feel about it. Well, I read that more as the dad is completely out of touch. Okay. You know? I get but, that. But being. But I, yeah. I hear what you're saying. But also in the 90s where they're not like, wasn't Millie Vanilli or like, I don't know who like Those, white rappers Millie are. Millie Vanilli weren't rappers. Those are singers. Okay. And, and they got caught. Um <laughs> <laughs> cheating basically <laughs> uh but yeah i mean 90s nine what is this 93 that's like early gangster rap yeah so right? i see what you're saying yeah it could have been borderline so i was like hey now easy, hey, now. Right? easy yeah. there yeah. Um, and then rap singer who says rap singer out of touch dad out <laughs> no of touch the kid dad. said rap singer oh he's like i'm a rap right. singer <laughs> that's right i forgot about that okay yeah. so if we're talking about things that bothered us first of all the parents were hot and I was like, oh God, they mm-hmm. look like us. Um, they do not look old enough to have this surly teenager. But as yeah. we've discussed with like the burbs and stuff, parents used to look um, different to what parents look like now. Yeah. Uh, but okay. Yeah. If we're talking about things that bother us, <laughs> there's this <laughs> human. So the film is Zachary, Thackeray Banks. I keep calling him Zachary. <laughs> Thackeray Banks Thackeray. gets turned into a cat and he can live forever right spoiler alert at the end he does die finally and he's released but from the curse however during the film he's a cat and he's <laughs> been a cat that can talk for hundreds of years and the, he gets connected with his family the the two little kids or the teenager and the little kid and she's like you can live with us and she's like you'll have milk and tuna every day this is a human inside of a cat's body he doesn't want your fucking tuna. He wants to wear clothes and eat regular people food. <laughs> Save my soul. Help me, right. little kids. Yeah. Yeah. Like nah, what the fuck? Nah, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna be, put some cat pants on you and <laughs> yeah. some little cat shoes. There's a shoes. box you can shit in. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like it's all good. No, I just want to be a boy. Um, also. He's never linked up with anyone else before and told them that he can talk. That's that was one of my questions. Could he not talk 
Maybe Before until the candle was lit. The candle was lit and the witches came back. That would the only thing that would make sense to me. Otherwise, it's like, yeah, say some because he would have said something to his dad, right? Right. That's uh, true. Three hundred years prior. Yeah, that is true. Uh, so yeah, I was like, no, little girl, he doesn't want to eat tuna <laughs> and milk. He wants to she eat hamburgers. A, she. I thought she killed that role though. She, she was, was a cutie. Great. She is like really good timing. Um, yeah, Did, I thought she was. Was it she Danny was, played by Thori? Thora Birch, I think it was. Yeah. Yes, she yeah. played the little she sister. Was, she did a really she, good job. She's yeah, she's got an interesting filmography. When I look at it, um, she's done random stuff here and there. I agree. I thought she had really good timing. I thought she delivered lines really well, better than the bullies. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Way better than the bullies. And I thought she was better than uh, her brother. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so it's, it's, I mean, you, you raise some good points. I mean, at its core, it is a scary fucking movie. It's like, Hey, these witches want to eat you. And in the beginning, Sarah Jessica Park is like, can we string them up? And she like has a rat's tail that she's hidden and it's gross. Yeah. You know, they're not like, they're not like kind witches that are cute. No, they are, they are savages. Uh, Kathy and Jimmy, her character is so good because oh, she'll just say something like off the cuff and unless you really like pin it down what she's saying she's like otherwise we'll just kill you you know like that and just real soft tone and like with their she was so good yeah and her mouth to the side i want to say something about the new film too which i think if you haven't seen these movies you should totally go watch both of them because it's fun to see like the transition and then you have like three hours of really great content um the kids that they found to play the young versions of uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, Bette Midler, and Kathy and Jimmy, like in the town of Salem, I thought they mimicked the actions of those older actors so well. Yeah. So the young young Winifred was played by an actress named Taylor Henderson. Then uh, Nina Kitchen played young Mary, and Juju Journey Brenner played young Sarah. And just to see the because obviously like Bette, Sarah, and uh, Catherine had these like very unique you know, like one of them holds their mouth in a very weird way. And then Bette Midler's character has these big teeth and she's using her hands a lot. And Sarah's very like airy fairy. I just thought it was great that they were able yeah. to like mimic that. Yeah. Those actors were fantastic doing that. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, we we're watching the second one. I was like, Kathy, uh, Jimmy's a, like a goon. Cause she would just yeah. like make a comment. She's like, or we could just kill you. Yeah. And it's like, and the, the, the dialogue keeps going and you're like, wait, she, what did she just she say? She just says a throwaway line. <laughs> yeah. 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 I and, wanna, she, and it's like, they're serious. You know what I mean? And she's uh, like, knows that she can do that. I want to say too, that the women have aged so well. Like I thought they all looked real, not that we should quantify anyone's looks, but yeah. I mean, in the first one, there's kind of this visual sight gag that Sarah Jessica Parker is like the more beautiful one out of the three of them. And I have to say that I thought Catherine actually was looking very good. I know she's yeah. playing a witch and she holds her hands and stuff in a weird way, but all of them, they, <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely still attractive in their older and age. I love the what they did with the brooms. Mm-hmm. Um, so the director had him drive around to see like their driving style. Oh, and really? Then, yeah. And he drove with them individually. And then um, so like if you were to go back and look, you could see how they all fly different. But then the brooms that they use, because Kathy ended up using the vacuum cleaner in the first one. Mm-hmm. And like spoiler alert, in the second one, she has two uh, Roombas, which is hilarious because they come back in the story. Like I just thought the second one was written really well. Yeah. 
well, it has a good blueprint. You know, mm-hmm. there's a reason. I, I don't know. I was just reading about the film and Hocus Pocus has become such a cult classic, like the town of Salem when it was the 25th anniversary, because we're at 29 years now, which I thought was interesting. I'm like, why didn't they just wait to do it 30 years in the future? But I'm not a marketing exec, so <laughs> I don't know what they know. But um, it apparently, yeah, the town of Salem does like parades and shit, you know, f- for this movie, like people dress up like that. They kind of do that call back in the, in the new one. They're like, oh my God, the Sanderson sisters, your, your outfits are amazing. And I think the movie's even on TV in the new one. Oh, like that's the, cool. Yeah. There's a, yeah, there's they, a few- like some of the buildings, um, they like turn into places you can visit too during this time. Wow. Right. I think the, yeah. the house that, um, was it Vanessa lives in or is it? Okay. Yeah. And that, that big white house that they go to, to, to get punched and stuff like that. And then I think the courthouse too. Um, wow. Like where they had, where the parents were dancing. Mm-hmm. So that like, I don't know, that'd be fun for us to do as a group, go to oh my Salem God, for Halloween. I would love yeah. that. I would love that. It's actually interesting as well. Like they kind of do make it campy, but I don't know how much you know about the Salem witch trials, but it's pretty fucked up part of your history or American's history. Yeah. I mean, it's that's like, how we get down, baby. Either <laughs> you're going to burn. If you burn, you're a witch. Or we'll throw you in the river, it tied up. And if you float, you're a witch. If you drown, you sorry weren't a about witch. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about it. No, but it is, it is crazy. It's like, I mean, one thing that I think I've always appreciated about witches is it's like, oh, these are women who are independent or they have like, you know, back in the day, it was like people that had like some kind of medical knowledge, you know, mm-hmm. and could help midwives were considered, you know, would get accused of being witches. People that could like, oh, you got cut by a stick that was sharp. Like, okay, nine times out of 10, you're going to die. Oh, this time you didn't die because this girl like put water in it and, you know. Yeah, cleaned it out. Oh, yeah. witch. Fucking witch. Oh, she's a witch. Stupid ass witch. I bet you there's like a ton of dudes that were assholes that for whatever reason, you know, maybe tried to advance on some woman and she shot him down. So called her a witch and then she ends up getting killed. Speaking of that, that's we in the 2022 version, we get the little sort of insight into why Winifred was originally considered a witch. And it's basically because the town uh, vicar or whatever his name is, uh, played by Marty Hale, Anthony Hale, the guy from... uh, Arrested Development. So funny. Why can't I remember his name? Yeah. Uh, Tony Hale. I was wrong. It was a third option. Um, (laughs) He tries to set Winifred's character up with uh, this boy in the village. And she's like, no. And then she's like, I kissed Billy Butcherson. And then she's a witch, like for, you know, disobeying the church. So I think witch was just like, you could point out a woman and be like, she didn't do what she was, quote unquote, supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Therefore, she's a witch. And so... I guess you could make the argument that witches are kind of like feministy type characters. Yeah, um, going outside of the norm mm-hmm. that they, the role they should have been playing or what society at that time was telling them to play. Yeah. Maybe just being like vocal about how they felt and, yeah. you know, we're called witches, which is, I mean, which obviously, is, no pun, but fucked up. Don't love the eating children aspect of it. Like, please Listen, don't you eat gotta people. eat some kids sometimes. Not- um, in the second one, another spoiler, I forget her name, but the witch that turned them on, oh, she, yeah. she was great in it and she looked amazing. She's from uh, Ted Lasso. Uh, Hannah Waddingham? Waddingham, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. She's amazing. Hannah Waddingham was fantastic. She was very like... 
commanding statuesque yeah mm-hmm. but like elegant and just uh had an air about her of confidence and she's like this is why we do this and i lost mm-hmm. my coven yeah i thought she, well, she I cursed thought, it again spoiler and we're now jumping around between 22 <laughs> but i figured maybe she lost her coven because at the end when they when she does that like master spell and she's like they're gone i think she uh, did and she was alone yeah, she sacrificed her coven mm-hmm. to get the full power. That's why she was so adamant that Don't the do it. younger girls didn't do that. Yeah. yeah. I, I have a question for you. Yes. So you said like you did, you bounced around a little bit, lived in a few different spots. Is Halloween different in different areas that you've lived? Well, Halloween, I think, as you guys know, it is very much a manufactured American holiday. I can tell you when I lived in Hong Kong as a kid, because we had a lot of American expats, I remember as a very small child that there were like certain houses that would go all out, these cul-de-sacs in this place I lived called Discovery Bay. And it was really fun, but I was like very confused by the concept because, you know, Australia does Halloween now, but when I was like middle school and lived there we tried to go trick-or-treating and people were like what the fuck like it just wasn't a thing and now as america tends to like the the cultural stuff seeps out um but you know obviously canada very big when i lived there although it was very cute um i was just talking to a canadian today or yesterday and it's already freezing cold up there and i remember every year the kids would be bundled up in their outfits and then they have to have their big jackets <laughs> over the top so they'd have to like quickly unzip it to show you i'm sure it was the same where you grew up yeah yeah in wisconsin yeah or like in college when you try to go to like a party or a bar and you're wearing whatever you're wearing you have to yeah like bundle up or you just see people in line waiting to get in that bar just freezing their ass off <laughs> yeah because they're in costume and didn't bring a coat that they had to worry about for the rest of the night yeah yeah i think you know it's an interesting time of year because i know certain cultures celebrate you know the day of the dead i love that Mm -hmm. movie coco i learned a lot about it i don't know how true to life it is um i think it's you know an all hallows eve i think they mention it in the film the 1993 film they're like i can't believe they've you know changed it there's these kids running around in these costumes i think it's you know it's nice to remember the dead i know in hong kong in in chinese culture there's like a grave sweeping day which is not like Halloween, it's separate where you just go and visit your ancestors and you kind of clean out, mm. you know, take care. And I think it's, I mean, obviously the American version is a bastardized, bastardized version where it's like, hey, let's dress up like slightly offensive characters and get really drunk or eat candy. I mean, that's what we do with all holidays though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like I love a holiday. Like I'm very excited yeah. for Christmas. Christmas is my jam since moving to America six years ago. I'm like all about it. I buy pumpkin everything. As you know, I love going yeah. to Trader Joe's, seeing what they got. I love, you know, going to pumpkin carving events. There's just like fun shit. You know yeah. It's a Why good not? time. And like you celebrate it with people you care about. It's yeah. like a time to get together with, with I, friends and family. I got spooky nails on. Like oh, that's a little ghost yeah. on there and a little. You know, I'm going a, I'm to a, you know, give you flowers while you're here, but you always got the nail game going. <laughs> that's you know, my if you little. Follow, if you follow Paris on IG, she's always, she's got, it's not boring. It's like fun, creative. Yeah. It's my, little, of the season. It's my little treat to myself. Yeah, you know? I like it. The nail game's proper. I have to say, like, it's a little thing I can do for myself that's a little self-carry. I might look like shit. You know, my fashion sense has gone out the window since uh, COVID times because I forget how (laughs) to dress. And I'm like, why can't I wear stretchy pants every single day? That's my favorite thing to wear. Uh, But nails and hair. 
and now skincare since getting back from France because I went a little crazy over there and bought a lot of shit. <laughs> um, but I wanted to ask you a question. What mm. is your favorite Halloween memory from childhood or adulthood? <clears throat> just running around with my brothers um, and just we'd take a pillowcase. We wouldn't, we'd never have like just a small little pumpkin bucket or anything like that. We'd take a big ass pillowcase and we would sprint door to door through all these different neighborhoods, come back with just you know, a big ass satchel full of candy because of how fast we did it. Cause we always try to get as much as we could. And then we just dump it out on the floor, eat as much as we could, watch scary movies. Mom would make That's popcorn so balls. And then my little brother, David, who would never really eat his candy. He would still have it like six, seven months later. And me and wow. my other, other brother would be through ours within like, you know, three weeks basically as an adult now how do you feel about giving out candy versus like a healthier option um i mean i i definitely give out candy you know and then it's up to the parents how they want to you know let them ration it basically but i i think yeah i think candy candy bars or you know uh there's there's options that don't have a ton of sugar in them that are still sweet that you can give give the kids you know as an adult like obviously we can afford to buy all the fucking candy that we want it's just not the same i think Mm. kind of feels sad because you have that that power to just indulge but but it's the getting of it right yeah yeah it's the yeah, the, the fun of it. I kind of feel sad that I didn't get to experience that cultural. I mean, um, we can dress you up and then find a group of kids I'm to not that tall. It's infiltrate. True. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that there should be adult trick-or-treating. Like, why can't no. I just knock on someone's door and they give me, like, one of those little shooters, you know, of, like, like a vodka. white claw or something? Yeah. Or, yeah. Trick or I mean, treat. Make it, make That'd be it hilarious. Happen. That'd that be hilarious be. if adults took it over. <laughs> Millennials were, like, not letting go of their childhood. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I think this is a great movie. Going back to the film, um, I think it's, yeah, it's got its 1990 problems as per most of the films that we talk mm-hmm. about from this era. But I think it's cool that they rebooted it. I know sometimes you and I are like, oh, fuck, they're redoing that yeah, movie. And I, I, they did it well. They, they did it well. I was like, how are they going to tie this in? How are they going to mm-hmm. bring back the witches? And I thought it was flawlessly executed. Like definitely you could watch these back to back and it's like, oh, this is both of them are legit, you know? Yeah. They stand the test of time for sure. Well, it's going to be a. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, this this didn't do so well. Like you were saying, this was a cult classic. Didn't do so well in theaters and it was released in July in 93. I saw that. Weird timing. Well, I saw that it was worried. I think it was worried about competing with um, Nightmare Christmas. What's that one that everybody loves? Uh, Tim Burton movie? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So yeah. I think that was, let me just quickly verify that via Google, but. Yeah. Yeah. It was just interesting to see that. But then, yeah, everybody loves it and see women, all types of people dress up like these three, the Sanderson yeah. sisters. Great. Yeah, it's a great cool, costume. Cool story. Yeah. So Nightmare Before Christmas did come out in 1993, October 13th. So I wonder if they knew that they were going to be competing against like another big Halloween movie. So it came out in July. You're right. It didn't do too well. Having said that, they released it at a time that all the kids were out. And I think year over year, I feel like this movie is at the top of a lot of people's Halloween movie lists. Mm -hmm. A lot. Yeah. I see it all the time. And also those three women, like their characters and the, the, 
the iconography of their costumes is so recognizable at a glance that you immediately know what film it is, I think. Did you think this movie was scary at all? Like I said, I'm a massive wuss. I yeah. thought when I first watched it, the Billy Butcherson thing freaked me out a little bit. I don't <laughs> think zombies are chill. Like it, um, it was, yeah, it's, he looked like he was on the thriller video, basically. But I have an, actually I, an, an interesting fact about him. Uh, there's a moment where he coughs and these um, moths come out of his mouth and they were real moths. It was not CGI. Mm-hmm. They had this contraption that went in his mouth with a little hole at the back so he could breathe, but like with a catch. And when he would cough, it 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 they would run in and glue his mouth shut, but it would like that motion would release them. And I think that's fucked up. I don't want live moths I, in my mouth. Yeah, I saw he was he was like he was grossed out, but he's okay with it. He said he felt him like fluttering against the roof of his mouth. I hate and it. The light the lighting was wrong on the first take, so he had to do it a second time. But it's it's I would pretty literally funny. Quit no. Um, but I I that asked why great. if you yeah he was he he crushed that zombie role. But um they cut this in post production. And it was less of the Sanderson sisters. Like they thought it was huh. a little, it was scarier. I guess they were saying at first and Disney cut scenes of the, of the sisters in post-production to make it, um, you know, lighter. Well, I, I saw that they reduced the fangs of the cat to be less scary because they were a bit freaked uh. out. So that's interesting. They were obviously going for that more like child friendly mm-hmm. horror, quote unquote, even though it's not, you know, horror. Um, With some yabos. Yeah, Bose. Yeah, some interesting facts I remember from reading about it. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker found it so comfortable in the thing that, you know, the the contraption that kept her like sort of in the air flying that she just would stay up there. She wouldn't be lowered and she would just stash like a New York Times in her <laughs> gown costume and just stay. She was chilling. Yeah. So, um, and I also saw that Bette Midler said that this was one of her favorite roles. So That's I'm glad awesome. they got to remake it and she got to revisit this character. Looks like the three of them had a lot of fun. Can you imagine just like, there's just so many fun things. Mm. Yeah. Um, But we're keeping this one kind of short and sweet because we want you to go out there and enjoy the rest of October and Halloween-y things. So David, with that in mind, uh, we got to give somebody a shout out from the Costa crew. I'm going to go first. I feel like, yeah, I I feel like we're going to have the same one. No, I went With something you mentioned. Well, we'll see. I went for William Sandal, the production designer. Is that who you had? No, but you mentioned uh, I'll get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I wanted to (laughs) shout out William because interestingly enough, um, obviously a lot of this was shot on location in Salem. It took them five months on location, but they also shot, you can tell the graveyard scene. I think now you can tell that it's a soundstage, at least I could, Um, but it was shot at the biggest soundstage uh, in the world at the time at Disney Studios. And they actually, it was so big that they actually brought those trees were real and they brought them inside. So I thought that was cool. I mean, you know, obviously William Sandal is not solely responsible for all those things, but the production designer is so important for the look and feel of a movie. And he did such a great job. Uh, some of his other credits as a production designer include Longmire, just did one episode, Hotel for Dogs, Next, Poseidon, Master and Commander, The Far Side of the World, uh, Dr. Doolittle 2, Air Force One, The Glimmer Man. Like he's done Flintstones. That was great production design too in 1994. Um, so yeah, William's done a lot of things. And I don't think that this movie would have been as fun without the incredible rich sets, you know, the Sanderson sisters house, um, the kids house, like just the streets, all of that graveyard. So for that, I want to say William Sandal, we see you and we appreciate you. We see you and we appreciate you. 
Yeah, and who um, do you have? Yeah, so I got a quick just little shout out um, to David Krishner because he pitched this movie and he decorated the whole room, the pitch oh, room, cool. with Halloween decorations. So I just think, you know, if you're going to go for it, do something, go all out, and it worked in his yeah. favor because after he left the room, they chased him down and was like, don't take this anywhere else. Uh, we're going <laughs> we're gonna to make this. Yeah. As an executive by day, that's like exactly what you want. Like you want to sell <laughs> in the room. And if not in the room, then you want them to chase you down the corridor you to, <laughs> to do it. You're like sitting by the bubbler just waiting for that door to open. Just seeing like, if they're they like, we're going to chase me. I like chase leave me? the room so slow. I'm like, okay, I'm going. Paris is going to her car now. It uh, would be a shame if I got stopped and parked on the <laughs> Level two. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Um, but yeah, I went with uh, costume designer Mary E. Vaught, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, and she had worked on a tight budget. A lot of the budget went to the three Sanderson sisters costumes. Sure. So they pulled from other movies. Huh. Um that were that they had like on the lot for costumes, especially for the costume party that the parents attended. Which so was thought, so that's funny though because it kind of did look like some of the parents you know just made their costumes at home like the mom's yeah. madonna but that mm-hmm. works with the theme yeah because and it, she said they did some some do-it-yourself style for some mm. of these costumes yeah and then yeah i just thought you know working with that budget and she got creative she's also worked on crazy rich asians um, Great Bat, the, the og batman from 92 wow. uh og men in black so yeah ton of credits uh as a costume designer and yeah she did her thing so mary we see you and we appreciate you we see you and we appreciate you all right d it's time to decide if this movie has aged like milk or not has it gone bad or has it stayed fresh i will go first since my birthday month um i am gonna say that it stayed fresh i think you know there was some flex in there, like, eh, you know, you want to make sure that you you use it up. But I think if it had been problematic, they wouldn't have remade it. But I am glad to see in the new one, there was diversity. The Virgin thing wasn't really uh, made an issue. And yeah, the, the new one's really good. And I think if you didn't want to watch the original, the new one is also fantastic. So mm-hmm. I think they, you know, covered their asses well. So I'm going to say it's it's still fresh. Et yeah. toi, how about you? Ah, using some French. I like it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say this movie held up. It didn't age like milk. Um, I wish, you know, there was a little bit of bit of chocolate or a little other flavoring in this milk because mm-hmm. it was some a spice. very white. It was a white milk. Um, but Extremely white. Pale milk. <laughs> early 90s going 90. Um, yep. But yeah, I thought this movie was great. It was, it was funny. Um, and then they crushed it with the second one. I thought both tied together, complemented each other well. So I think this is just a fun Halloween movie. Get you in the mood, get you in the spirit. And then, yeah, get out there and get your candy. Yeah, well, we are so glad that you joined us for this uh, creepy season, a creepy Halloweeny time. It's you know October's my favorite month. I'm I'm an October baby, but also it's just like nice. The leaves start to change. If you're in North America, if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, you might be getting geared up for summer. So it's like one of those cool transitional months, and I I love it. So and, we're excited. And we to, love it. We love so it. So thank you, thank you, Mama and Papa Paris for for birthing. You know, one of my best friends and co-hosts. Yes. I love you, and I Thank and I you. celebrate you. Yeah. Aww. 
and we celebrate <laughs> this movie. Congrats to everybody that made, you know, the mm-hmm. first and second one. Obviously, not every film can be remade with the same success, but I think it'll be interesting to see how this new one is received because it's obviously been out for a little minute. But let's see. I think it's it could go into the rotation of of Halloweeny type movies. Definitely. So I think it'll be like seen as one one movie. Like mm. that would be that would be cool because they're both. Yeah. I think they're both back well to done. back. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's it for now. So I guess, David, you should just go ahead and check your fridge. And make sure that milk ain't spoiled. Gross milk is gross. <laughs> Creepy. Ooh, that cool. is the end of the spooky season. Um, so we'll catch is you. It? Is oh. it? Oh. Is it? I think Maybe we it have isn't. one more. One Maybe more. It isn't. You're right. Yeah, we do. You're right. We, 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 have- we will drop one last Halloween. On Halloween. On okay. Halloween. I know David's going to want to do a scary one. I try to always steer him away because I'm such a wuss. Maybe a (laughs) mid-range scary. Um, But no, for real. Be safe out there. You know, if you're going to eat your candy in one go, I don't know, just take some Pepto or something. I get really bad heartburn now. So, you know, good looking out. (laughs) Bye. See you.